From Valley Public Radio, you're listening to COVID-19 This Week, San Joaquin Valley. I'm your host, Kathleen Schock, with health reporter Carrie Klein. It's March 26th, 2021. This week's podcast comes in two parts. We begin with the story of essential workers and their thirst for up-to-date health information. Government agencies provide information about COVID-19 in many languages, Spanish, Hmong, American Sign Language, and others. But one language has been largely missing, Punjabi. In spite of that, Kerry reports that many who speak the language have kept this country running during the pandemic. A little dirty, but you know, not, not bad. The cab of Sonny Graywall's 18-wheeler is neat and tidy. He's got bunk beds with red checkered sheets and gray interior cabinets that hide a fridge, microwave, and a snack stash with sweets from his native India. We call it gur, you know, G-U-R. You can put it in a tea or you can have a like, small piece after the food. Graywall is a truck owner-operator based in Fresno. He drives 150,000 miles a year, delivering produce and cleaning supplies like hand sanitizer to and from the East Coast, Midwest, and the South. If nurses want to you know, take care of you, they need the stuff that we bring. You want to buy a food you know, to stay home, you want to stock the food in your house, we bring that food. The state of California designates truckers as essential workers, but that status hasn't materialized into any advantages. No requirements that rest stops be open, no hazard pay, and no priority access to the vaccine. Graywall is also one of an estimated hundreds of thousands of truckers who are sick, S-I-K-H, from the northern state of Punjab. A trucking association estimates Punjabi Sikhs control as much as 40% of California's trucking industry, and yet few public health departments offer COVID information in Punjabi. It makes me feel left over, you know. And that lack of information in Punjabi has consequences for the whole community, says Manpreet Kaur of the nonprofit Jakara movement, especially in the early days of the pandemic. The information was just always missing, or it was too late or it was shared in a way that wasn't easily understood. Take the day last year she was standing outside a Sikh temple known as a Gurdwara in Bakersfield. And a woman was like, you know, can you, are you, are you in line? Can you move up? And um, I'm like, no, you know, I'm trying to keep a distance. And she's like, no, this is not how COVID is passed. You know, it's from surfaces. And I'm like, that is at least six month old information. It's difficult to quantify how the virus has affected California's Punjabi Sikh population, but many cities with large diaspora, like Livingston and Yuba City, have case rates far higher than their county averages. The Jakara movement estimates at least four Punjabi Sikh workers were among the 12 who died in COVID-19 outbreaks at Foster Farms plants in Fresno and Merced counties. Punjabis tend to be in food processing, trucking, um, all of the essential work that has high exposure. So early on, the Jakara movement began translating important health information and sometimes adding a cultural spin, like how to wear a mask with a turban. They visit gurdwaras to register people for tests and vaccines. And this video about the vaccine featuring Punjabi Sikh doctors has more than 800 views on Instagram. Uh, Internal medicine doctor. Jaspreet Singha, another Punjabi Sikh trucker based in Fresno, says there's an intimacy in hearing the news in his native tongue, even though he's proficient in English. It makes you feel more recognized, um, makes you feel proud that, yes, your hard work is paying off uh, when the country needed you. 
That's why he and many other truckers swear by Punjabi Radio USA, a radio station with 24 hours of news, music, and religious programs. Since the pandemic began, the station has doubled its news programming, and call-in shows are almost singularly focused on COVID. Engineer and announcer Raj Karanbir Singh says initial questions focused on lockdowns and basic health precautions. After that, everybody's starting uh, to feel the pinch of this pandemic, especially, you know, financially. So what kind of help uh, are we getting? What is government doing on it? Shows are available on FM and AM radio, internet stream, smartphone app, WhatsApp groups, and a call-in number to listen via phone. And they're all in Punjabi. That is basically our main mission, that our community is well-informed and uh, their issues are taken seriously by the policymakers or the lawmakers. Most counties with any information in Punjabi offer just selected documents or an automated translation via Google Translate. Singh says it's frustrating to see his community left in the dark. I know people can uh, argue, okay, they need to know English. Okay, they need to know English, but how are they reaching out? There is no outreach to them. Even the health officials or the departments, they are not contacting us. Until now. Singh says the State Department of Health has gotten in touch to run a vaccine information campaign. And earlier this week, the state made its online vaccine scheduling tool, MyTurn, available in Punjabi. By mid-April, all Californians over age 16 will be eligible for the COVID vaccine. That includes truckers, though Jaspreet Singha says they should have been prioritized earlier alongside first responders. Sunny Graywall agrees. They should start thinking about truckers seriously, how much we help. I know it's our job, but we still are humans too. His suggestion? Offer the shots at rest stops, where so many truckers pass by every day. With Valley Public Radio, I'm Carrie Klein. And now Carrie is here to continue the conversation about truckers as part of our weekly COVID update. Carrie, welcome back. Thanks, Kathleen. So as usual, let's begin with a status report from around the Valley. Right. So um, as we've been saying for the last number of weeks now, cases and hospitalization rates continue to fall throughout the Valley, which is really good news. One measure that has not improved in the last week, and in fact has gotten worse, is the number of people dying of COVID. We've run across this a couple of times, and it's often due to a backlog in death certificates being processed, though for this week, I have not gotten answers to, uh, you know, for exactly why this might have been. However, uh, you know, if we look at the state reopening blueprint, um, most of the state has now graduated out of the purple most restrictive tier, but that progress has been much slower here in the Valley. Only three of the seven counties we cover have advanced. That's Tulare and Kern, which are in the next step up, the red tier, and Mariposa, which is in orange, one tier above that. Uh, This week, however, Fresno, Madera, and Kings counties have qualified to move to red as early as next week, um, and Merced is still stuck in purple for at least the next two weeks. As for vaccine progress, now more than 900,000 doses have been administered in our region, and almost 300,000 people are fully vaccinated. And so it's almost guaranteed that we're going to hit 1 million doses in the next week. And that news accompanies even bigger news announced by the governor yesterday. 
Yes, that's right. So Newsom just announced yesterday that on April 1st, the state will be opening up vaccine eligibility to all Californians over 50 and by April 15th to all Californians over 16. That's huge news. And that's because we're anticipating a sharp increase in supply from around 1.8 million doses per week right now to around 3 million doses per week by the end of April. Of course, one of the buzzwords we keep hearing in all of this is vaccine hesitancy. And presumably the longer that vaccines are available, the more health officials will begin to encounter people who are eligible but who don't actually want the vaccine. So we'll see if the state really will be administering the shots as quickly as they're anticipating. There's been more and more information swirling recently about COVID variants. What's the latest news on that here in the Valley? Right. Well, for a long time, we escaped much of the scourge of variants, but that's likely because we just lagged behind the rest of the state in testing for them. The California variant has now been detected in at least Kings County, although likely much more than that because it's been found in thousands of samples. And the so-called UK variant has been detected in at least Kings, Fresno, and Madera counties. And remember that variants are natural mutations that occur as the virus replicates and jumps from host to host. Some variants are nothing to be concerned about, but both of these variants do appear to be more severe and more contagious than the original strain. It also appears that the UK variant does not respond as well to monoclonal antibodies, which is now one of the standard treatments for severe disease. So that is a concern. And do the vaccines protect against these variants? Well, clinical trials were, of course, mostly finished before these variants emerged, but it is believed that the vaccines are less effective against them than against the original strain. However, they're still somewhat effective. So health officials still argue that the best protection against any variant is vaccination in tandem with avoiding close contact and continuing to wear masks in public. Well, let's turn back now to the truck drivers you spoke to for your report. What were the early days of the pandemic like for people who make their living on the road? Well, those were the days that those of us not deemed essential workers were told to stay home, right? You know, reduce exposure. We didn't exactly know how the virus spread. And so understandably, that was scary for people driving for days or weeks at a time who didn't know what they were driving into or what they were bringing back to their families. And so I spoke about this with Lovepreet Singh. He's a trucker in Bakersfield. Through an interpreter, he told me he remained working at first, but then changed his mind. He was seeing just every day the White House and on Twitter, everyone was posting like the newly updated uh, casualties as well as infection rates. And so that that worried him and scared him. So he stayed home for like seven to 10 days. Now, a lot of the rest areas closed their doors during the pandemic. What exactly did that mean for truckers looking for services? Well, it means pretty much what you'd imagine. You know, some truckers had to drive huge stretches of road, hundreds of miles with no bathroom. Sonny Graywall, a trucker owner-operator based in Fresno, told me that, yeah, sometimes you'd have to park on a shoulder and use the bathroom on the side of the highway. Not easy to navigate with an 18-wheeler. But he was more concerned with sleeping. The cabs of these huge trucks are outfitted with beds and fridges and everything a truck driver might need for a long haul, but they need to be parked somewhere safe in order to sleep. And when you get on I-40 going to Arizona, there's only two rest areas within 150 mile radius and they both were closed for like a year. And I saw people, like I said before, people were parking on the ramps. 
So dark ramp, no lighting, nothing. Anything can happen to you over there. He also saw trucks parked on the shoulder on the highway. Graywell says exposure like that puts truckers at risk not only of accidents, but also crime, like robberies. The good news, he says, is that most rest areas have opened back up at this point, although parking had been in short supply even before the pandemic. But I imagine food and supplies were in such high demand early on that truckers were at least well paid for their work, right? No, not even. You know, Graywell told me that pay rates plummeted at the beginning of the pandemic, partly a function of supply and demand. Many warehouses were closed or had really reduced staff, so suddenly there were far more trucks available than could be loaded and unloaded. And so with a glut in supply, brokers suddenly didn't have to pay as much. And for some truckers, they lost money as they worked. Here's Jaspreet Singa, another truck owner-operator in Fresno, talking about freight rates. For example, say the freight rate goes 55 to 6 grand to the Midwest, and uh, the rates drop to 3 grand, so they were literally half the price. Another function of this supply-demand problem is that some warehouses were so slow in processing trucks that they'd have to wait hours or days to load or unload. Sonny Graywall said he once had to wait 27 hours just to pick up a load of cleaning supplies. Wow. So... As you reported, all three of the men you spoke with lamented that the state hadn't prioritized them for the vaccine early on. Would they all get it once they get the chance? Yes, all three would. And of course, it's looking like it'll just be in April that likely they'll be eligible for it if they hadn't already. You know, two of them shared doubts about how quickly the vaccine was approved, but that they'd most likely still get it, you know, once they qualify. But they still feel that elected officials and health authorities turned their back on truck drivers by not making them eligible earlier. They've been looking for any silver linings they can find, like signs on highway thanking truckers for their work. And Lovepreet Singh said some very nice people on a stop in Florida actually shared bread and bottled water with him. Wow. A nice note to end on. Carrie, thank you so much for your reporting. You're welcome, Kathleen. You've been listening to COVID-19 This Week with reporter Carrie Klein. I'm your host, Kathleen Schock. Thanks to our news director, Alice Daniel, and engineer, Don Weaver. We'll be back next week. And be sure to check out our other weekly podcast, Valley Edition. All this and more at kvpr.org.